Welcome to Project BGR, craft beer and conversation. And did we mention craft beer? The beer guys Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to the makers and creators from the craft beer world and beyond. Now, time for Project BGR with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And welcome to Project BGR. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And if you don't know, we host a radio show based out of Atlanta, Georgia, Beer Guys Radio. And we cover the craft beer scene all across the Southeast, but we also love to talk to people all across the country. Absolutely. Now, this episode, we are talking to Tyler Nelson. He is the Southeast Sales Manager for California's Green Flash and Alpine Brewing. So let's listen in. Hey, guys. How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. I, how, how bad could I be? I'm here. No, that's true. Absolutely. We got We're just beer. hanging out. We're hanging beer. out. Having a good time, man. Tyler, oh, thanks for joining us. Oh, could not be more happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Exactly. So, in keeping with tradition, as we as we talk here, we're drinking a beer. Tyler, you just you just opened. Yeah. So yeah, we actually recorded another show just before Tyler's show, and we've had what forty or sixty beers today. Yeah, and to we that. had an event today, Aaron. I know. I'll be so. sleeping in the office tonight, so yeah. don't tell my wife. <laughs> but right. Tyler, we just opened one of Green Flash's beers. What are we uh, sipping on here? Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I brought only uh, only three beers today. Um, we would hold it against you. It's certainly okay. not as right. many uh, or as uh, per se special as as Brian from Southern. Brewing did, uh, which all his beers were awesome. That's a yeah. brewing company from oh, my, Athens, from Georgia. Athens, Georgia. That's right. Um, yeah, but so the first beer we're drinking today uh, is the Soul Style IPA, which is um, we kind of have uh, two flagships, almost a green flash, mm-hmm. uh, a one A 1A and one B, if you will, as opposed to a one and two. Um, and that's a West Coast IPA, which I guess we'll get into after this. But uh, Soul Style is the the one that I guess maybe the one B because it, it came after West Coast. West Coast was kind of the 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 the, the beer that started yeah. that or, or where, where that term comes from. If you say West Coast style IPA, we were certainly not the first brewery to brew an IPA in California or even on the West Coast. But when you hear the term West Coast IPA, that came from our beer. Gotcha. Uh, so that's our flagship one, I guess, or flagship one A. And and Soul Style has been around for about uh, a year and a half or two years, maybe now, I guess, at this point, and is just done so well for us and it, and it, they're kind of they're very two different IPAs in a certain sense that one is uh, well West Coast is certainly the classic West Coast style IPA and, that, and then a West Coast IPA was kind of the piney right exactly yeah exactly. more bitterness a little more thing, bitterness yeah. in there exactly so yeah what you think it is the true definition of a West Coast style IPA and and Soul Style is has done and performed more in a in a more modern sense than what's pop, been popular in IPAs with more fruit forward, more melon, um, more like white grape, and yeah, I'm uh, tasting a little grapefruit on this one. This is good. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit juicier and less uh, less of that West Coast pine and 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 outright uh, zesty bitterness. From, sure, sure, uh, pith kind of bitterness. Yeah, um, and it's just been such a workhorse for us, and it's such a phenomenally delicious and repeatable beer. As I sit here and watch Tim drink it straight from the bottom. Well, there the wasn't bottom. that Let's much left, straight, Tyler. There straight, wasn't that much left. Straight so. to the dome, Tim. Take all right, it. Tyler. So we're going to let you. We, we want to hear all about Green Flash and Alpine. But yeah. first, let's talk about you. Oh, let's. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us uh, what got you into craft beer, man. What got you on this journey? Uh, wow. Um, so I'm a native Atlantan, uh, which I, I, I love talking about. Because you know, you know what's funny is, and it doesn't happen often when I walk into a bar that I don't know in this town. Um, but I'll walk in and meet somebody, and I'll say, hey, I'm, I'm Tyler from Green Flash. And yeah, we're from San Diego, California, whatever. 
But what high school the, did you go to? So uh, uh, Lakeside High School on Briarcliff Road. What? what? Wow! Okay. Look at that. That is that is ATL. Okay, there you go. Rep the purple and gold Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. No, I'm a native Atlantan, and uh, so people will ask often, you know, how did you get connected with the California brewery? Why? Or more more prominently, the question is asked: Why would a California brewery want a southerner? Well. Have you ever tried to sell something to a Southerner if you're not a Southerner? Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you try to say you, you guys, Yankees it out just of here. doesn't work. You got to say yeah. You know, Y'all. No. Uh, everything carbonated is a Coke, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Share it off. There is no other airline than Delta. So I got a true story um, here. A girlfriend yeah. I had way back in the day uh, had uh, a son, and I went to the store and I said, uh, "Would you guys like a soda?" He had no idea what I was talking about. Nano, so after Coke. saying that a couple times, she turns around and says, do you want a Coke? He's like, yeah, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. Exactly. I was like, uh, all right. See, so. My first job ever uh, when I was 13 years old was the working the concession stand at my neighborhood pool. And uh, someone would come up and you say, I want a Coke. And you go, okay, what kind? And they go, um, grape. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, that's just, just welcome to the grape. South, yeah. man. Welcome to the South. Uh, I'll have a Coke. What kind? Sprite, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you say Coke first, then, then it's Sprite after so anyway, um, but I've been around craft beer actually my entire life. My my dad's been in craft beer since the uh, since the eighties actually. Okay. And, um, uh, if you know George's in the Highlands uh, on uh, Highland Avenue, I took my first steps in that bar. So, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All so right. I was, I was kind of doomed to to somehow work with alcohol. It's, it was going to happen one way or the <laughs> yeah, other, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, no, I've been around craft beer my entire life, and uh, especially specifically with my dad and his job, and. Um, and and we actually share the same distributor now, uh, which is Savannah Distributing Company, and they're great partners to us, and uh, they've done a great job. Spe- specifically in the two and a half years of stuff I've been with Savannah, uh, with Green Flash, but so you know when I was a teenager, and I do mean excuse me of legal age, yes, twenty one and above, yes, twenty one yes. above the twenty one um, year old teenager. I got you. You know when I, I was a teenager, I, I I thought what my dad did for a living was nonsense, and then you know when I turned completely legal, of course. I started getting into craft beer and uh, was it was just the coolest thing to me. And, and I remember the moment I fell in love with craft beer. Uh, my dad dragged me to the Brickstore Pub because uh, one of the one of the brands he represents is Orval, which is arguably one. one of the best yeah. beers on the mm-hmm. planet. Absolutely right. And um, and he dragged me there uh, this one particular evening because the son of the brewery manager of Orval was was in town. He was studying at Georgia Tech overseas and everything and. I remember this moment specifically. It was this the crystallizing moment where uh, my father, myself, uh, the exchange student, so to speak, uh, son of the brewery manager, and uh, Mike Gallagher, the owner of the Brickstore, one of the owners of the Brickstore Pub, and I were sitting around the in the Belgian bar, and we were comparing the same beer, uh, a draft and bottle version of the same beer, and and I can't remember the brewery, and I apologize for that, but I remember. Being annoyed by the fact that I had to, I was a freshman or so in college and, and I was down there and stuff. And I remember being annoyed by the fact that, yeah, yeah, do the math, right? All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do completely the math. Fourth okay. year like, freshman. That's right. That's right. Completely legal, right? But I remember like being annoyed that I had to be there at whatever, but my dad, you know, brought me down there because, you know, this kid was more or less my age and, and having no, nothing in common with this kid. Yeah. Or anybody really there. And but we're having this conversation about this beer, and it's the same beer, the draft version and the bottle version, and we're talking about it and the differences in it, and I'm really like noticing the differences in the beer, and I'm having this awesome conversation with somebody from half the world away. Yeah, and we really connected over it, and and I ended up spending a, a lot of my summer with that kid. Uh, he was a few years older than me, 
Uh, it was an Olympic summer. We watched a lot of Olympics together. I took him to a baseball game. And, stuff. and I just remember thinking, like, I have nothing in common with this dude except for this beer. Yeah. And we can connect over this and how how much of a story we can share. Yeah. And um, and how how much commonality we can find over this one subject. And at the time of my life, like, as it is still, music is a huge, huge part of my life. But the only thing I could really reason that was like that was music, but that I found this thing that my dad had done his whole life that I thought was lame as hell. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> well, your dad, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad's such yeah. a dork. Yeah, exactly. this isn't exactly. cool. But, but, I, but I, I remember this in this moment. I remember driving home to my apartment that night and just being like, you know what? I want to be around this the rest of my life. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to be around beer. You know, speaking of Brickstore Pub, and Brickstore Pub is a, it's a bar in Atlanta, Georgia, a mm. cool neighborhood Decatur, called actually, Decatur. Yeah, Decatur, yeah. Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's uh, been rated the best in the world uh, a time or two. So it's, uh, it's got a great history. It really revitalized Decatur, Georgia area. And they're a place that you can go. I've been introduced to so many amazing things there. Dave Blanchard. Yeah. You know, one of the owners there. Uh, We did, uh, when we talked to them, we did a show with them, Aaron. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dave said, you know, let me get you beer. I'm like, what do you want? I'm like, you know what? You choose, man. Surprise me. And he brought me uh, Van de Kaiser Blau. uh, That's uh, a Belgian beer. Oh, God. That's a great beer. And I'm just like, it just changed my life, you know? And I've had plenty of beers up until that point, but this beer, it changed my life to the point that I've got like a seven-year vertical of Van de Kaiser Blau now that I've put in my cellar because I've hunted these things down because I love this beer. I don't know if I ever drink them because I'm just hoarding them now. But well, there's, uh, there's nothing like the the, the, the cellar underneath the brick store, which is oh, old, it's insane. Oh, it's old, old, yes, old, old, old bank vault. vault. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like that. But I've it's ever so seen. if you're if you're ever in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, you need to check out the brick store. The brick it's store, the place you need to go. And I, and I work for that so, company. Yeah. I work for what, what the the funny backside of that story is is that um, after that that incident, that story I just told you, I I applied at the brick store the next week. And it was as they were in the process of opening Leon's Full Service, and I ended up working at Leon's Full Service for four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's funny because nice. I, I moved here in 2000, and uh, one of the first places I went to was the Brickstore Pub because, uh, you know, I had kind of been exposed to some craft beer when I was younger. And uh, that was the first place I went to. Fish and that chips. was pre-ABV right? oh my days, wasn't it? Oh, yes. So, yes. Yes. yes, it was. Yeah. It was about six or seven six years percent. before. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. every time yeah. I knew some friends or something coming into from Atlanta, coming into Atlanta from, from, from away, I would go to the brick store. I'm like, this is just any excuse to go to the brick store. It's Absolutely. such a great place to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tyler, uh, let's talk about your beer, man. Sure. Yeah, so, you're with that. Green Flash and Alpine. <laughs> we've talked a little bit here uh, about the soul style that we've just enjoyed. Fantastic what beer. What did you think about that beer, though, by the way? I, I like it. Yeah, so, I do now, too. and I've said this, I am. I'm cu- I'm turning around as far as IPA go- I'm guys go. Him. It's, it's he has so I've never been an IPA guy. Okay, and you look like I a found guy, out so that makes yes, sense. exactly. <laughs> so the thing for me is the bitterness. So okay. the West Coast styles don't typically appeal to me that much because the, they don't shy away from the bitterness. The, for sure. They do not. So I I like. Uh, I like the fruity. I like the Northeast style in this, but this is nice, man. Yeah. This, this well, is good. And, so and, it's, it's and, and, in that way, Tim, it certainly appeals to that kind of IPA drinker or that yeah. variety drinker, certainly more so. It is, it is definitely um, more, like I said, white grape is kind of the flavor mm-hmm. profile, the, the fruit forward thing I get. Um, maybe a little like um, honeydew, even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely more like, you know, obviously we're in Atlanta, we're in Georgia. It's like a little bit more bitter tropicalia. Yeah, okay. it is. Uh, everybody yeah. knows Creature Comics Tropicalia, and and they and what a brewery they are. And what, it's good. The bottle says it has waves of hops in it. Waves yeah. of yes. hops, which yes. sounds nice. I'm down with that. So, uh, but it's definitely it's definitely 
uh, in the trend of the current IPA, uh, in the current IPA trend where we're seeing more like juicy fruit versus dry fruit and, yeah. and, 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 um, fruit peel. And then mm-hmm. where that more West coast, like grapefruit peel and pine has been. So, yeah. And I, I sort of come from the West coast version of that. I grew up in Seattle and, and, and kind of lived on, on, on that. So I, I'm, I could suck on a, a pine cone. And I'm happy with that. Amen, I brother. Absolutely you. delicious. You people are crazy. You're <laughs> know, out of control. So, <laughs> and I also drink my coffee black. So that kind of case. I did too. Thank you. Here yes. you go. Uh, All right. We're, we're both psychopaths, apparently. Uh, take two double espresso straight to the head. All right. Man. Yeah, man. All right. But, uh, but yeah, but the soul style is nice because again, it's got a little bit more of that juicy, uh, it's more approachable. Uh, yes. Of an yeah. IPA. Exactly. It's, it's it's definitely a drinkable one, and you know what? Like the kind of drinker, uh, beer drinker I am, and, and the beers I generally gravitate towards. Like one of my favorite beers of all time is Terrapin Rye Pale Ale. Oh yeah, and and the reason that is, is and you know, and Brian uh, brought this up earlier on the air, um, was that uh, what they've done for for craft beer and and what Roggen beer was like a non entity at any point in craft beer, kind of. Oh, yes. Yeah, break out the West Coast. Let's Absolutely. Do that. Let's do but, that. But, you know, like, the reason I love that beer is because it never really changes, and it, it's in no way flashy. Uh, no Tim's making a mess around here. It's okay. <laughs> Apologies. Tim's Apologies for the noise there. So, But the reason I love that beer is because it, you can always come back to it, and it's always super delicious, mm-hmm. and it's never going to be different. And what Soul Style is for me is that same kind of thing. And it, while it's very certainly very different than Terrapin Rye Pale Ale, it's... I. You know, when I'm sitting on my couch watching the Bulldogs game, and as I will, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> go dogs! Go dogs. All right. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, I can drink a six pack go of salsa. So I got, I got to go, say this. Go so we've got, right. we've got a full studio here. We have we like seven have. of us. And when, when go dogs was said, everybody's pounding <laughs> chest and looking around. So, <laughs> so there's no doubt we're in Georgia we here, are man. So, in Georgia. yeah. Right. I guess I'm the only yellow jacket guy around here, but that's yeah. okay. Oh that's man, cool. so it's okay. You're listening to Project BGR. It's time for us to take a quick break, but we'll be back more with Tyler right after this. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor, and you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash beerguys, or you can go to beerguysradio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support, and cheers. And welcome back to Project BGR. Let's listen in to the rest of our interview with Tyler Nelson. Tyler, uh, Green Flash, man. Tell us yeah. about the company philosophy. What's uh, what's their goal? What do they believe in? What's, uh, what do they want to want to accomplish well, here with beer? You know what? I, I, I've worked for the company about two and a half years, and um, I've, well, I worked for the uh, brick store, um, Leon's uh, company, uh, Giggling Otter, LLC for a few years and they were awesome, awesome employees. So it's hard to say that Green Flash has been the best employers I've ever had, but but it's certainly a, a very close uh, close between those two. But they have been phenomenal employers. But I, I can't say that there's any necessarily one like identifiable philosophy. Okay, right. Um, and by that I mean, oh yeah, there's no one thing we stick to. Like your our beer is too good for you. 
or you know, our, that sounds like a horrible marketing strategy. So. <laughs> or don't or, buy our beer. Yeah, that's 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 certainly not a brand. Aaron, did you get some West Coast? I did. It's, okay, it, this right, is now, now again. Come going back to our previous conversation. This is this is perfect. This so is hoppy and happy makes me. Happy. So I can't say to answer your question, Tim, that there's any one philosophy. But but what I what I can only share is my experience within the company, and that's. We are owned by Mike and Lisa Hinckley, a husband-wife couple, and um, it, we are privately owned in that sense. We are there is no secret, you know, puppet masters or however you want to phrase it that are pulling strings and blah blah blah. Phenomenal, phenomenal bosses I have. There is nobody I report to that I wouldn't just absolutely put my neck on the line for in, in whatever sense that means, and I, just a super great company for for the expansive. Uh, for how widely stretched we are. Um, at last check for the Brewers Association, we're the 41st or 42nd largest craft brewery in the country, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously from San Diego, we're building our second brewery in Virginia Beach, Virginia, that's opening up in November, November right? of this yeah. year. Um, so we are definitely one of the breweries that's in a certain... Here yeah, you're of, on that map. You're on that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of not not high end, but you're kind of right there in the right, second exactly. tier. And, exactly. And, and you know so what are the what are the levels? There's like micro. There's nano, micro, regional. I don't, I don't know where it steps from there. All those, so, all those terms so. are, are pretty silly. Exactly. I, I think micro micro brew was the term that was synonymous with craft. Well, what what micro meant in the '90s means craft, craft now. Sure. You yeah. know, and, and the old schoolers still don't like to. They're like, ah, it's micro. Why are you calling it craft? So, right, exactly. But it so, keeps evolving. Definitions well, and, change you know, and, and, and all and, that. And, so. and, and right now, does craft have a certain connotation to it of pretentiousness? Maybe, or, or does that mean something? Like maybe could, if you're drinking green, green flash with your beer, that's too good for people. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is like. D- what does that mean when you say craft? Like, are you alienating maybe somebody by saying Do you saying want me to that? answer that, or is that rhetorical? It's a rhetorical question. Perhaps, okay, fine, because I'd answer it to you, man. I would. So craft, to me. We certainly are craft, I To me, think. Tyler, means uh, some of the word individual, you're not uh, mass-produced. Yeah, I guess right. that's the simplest form. You know, it could be could be local, could be regional. But you know, how is that different green flash. So... Well, isn't right? independent kind of rolled into the craft definition? Can independent and craft? So uh, a craft brewery can end up be independent, but an independent brewery doesn't necessarily have to be a craft brewery. Exactly the question I ask, and maybe that's why it's rhetorical. See, right. <laughs> my, my, my brain so anyway, hurts right now. To, okay. to answer, to, I guess, to getting back to the point of what you asked, of what the philosophy is of Green Flash is, you, you know what? If there is a single one... Um, I hope Mike Hinkley doesn't listen to this and then uh, give me a call later and say, why didn't you answer this question more properly? Right. Tell but, him to call us, man. We'll chat with him, too. <laughs> exactly. But, 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 uh, but I guess it, it's just that we're trying to do the best we can and still be innovators in an industry without, and, and I no pun intended, without being too flashy. Um, Green flashy? Right, exactly. Okay. Hey, um, You know, we, we've had a very uh, innovative and new kind of two years where we went from a brewery that was high gravity and then an IPA brewery four-pack brewery, bomber brewery, to now six-packs, no four-packs at all. Uh, Six-packs, cans, uh, we have Passion Fruit Kicker and Tangerine Soul Style. Uh, So we have two fruit IPA brands. Of course, there's no high fructose corn syrup or any kind of adjuncts like that. It's all real fruit parade and all that stuff. And brands are just absolutely killing it for us. And we've kind of had a metamorphosis as a brewery. So is there any one single philosophy? No, but... Staying ahead of trends, 
and being a brewery that is still on the um, forefront of what craft means and the forefront of what being an independent brewery and uh, selling beer the right way and being a partner to our retailers and our distributors, that's what's most important to Green Flash. Okay. We talked about this in depth a little earlier when we were taking a little break just drinking some beer. Acquisitions. Mm -hmm. We talked about that a lot. So uh, a couple years ago, I believe it was, Tyler, uh, that Green Flash acquired uh, Alpine. Yeah, it's so, so a little different game than very than big beer than, yeah, coming in. Yeah. So, but uh, even when that happens, some of the purists are—I don't know if purist is the right word there. I, not, the I don't know what word to use. Yes, but, exactly. But real. some people were uh, concern, verbally concerned. Alpine's going to change. It's not going to be the same. You know, da da da. This and that. So, how is that going? It's a very, of course, a very uh, multi-tiered story. But more or less, Pat McElhenney was the founder. It was is the founder of Alpine Beer. And uh, Alpine is more or less a suburb, if you want to put it in the rudimentary sense, of, of San Diego. Brewing phenomenal, phenomenal, world-class beer. Um, innovative techniques. He was, I believe, the first person to utilize uh, New Zealand hops in, in American IPAs and stuff. Uh, of course, the Nelson hop <laughs> yeah. Yeah. made famous by Alpine Nelson IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, I... Certainly, like to tell people that that, that beer is named after yeah, you, right? No, named so, after me, yes, exactly. of course, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, in no way related. Um, but uh, use IPA like they use MD and PhD. <laughs> Tyler <right>. Nelson <laughs> IPA. IPA. Yeah. So, Tyler <laughs> Nelson IPA. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, the true story is is that uh, we started basically in the same year, and um, Pat was a full time fireman, right? And which is what an amazing career, and and, and uh, he was a fire captain eventually, and everything. And when he retired, and he was starting to work in a production brewery, he was we were we were brewing beer together. We were brewing beer, Alpine beer at Green Flash. And he had a tiny little brew pub in Alpine, California. And as he was trying to raise money for a production sized brewery in Alpine, we were brewing beer at Green Flash. We had a good this you know good relationship. Well, ultimately, basically. Uh, we came together, and Pat came to us and said, hey, why don't we just, you know, well, let's just make this one big happy family and what we call this handshake agreement. Um, and so it was much less of a acquirement as it was a merger. Okay. Uh, and it's been very, very uh, in that spirit since then is that it? what we like to say is one team, one dream, right? Uh, there's the Alpine team, there's a Green Flash team, but we're all still the same. I sell Alpine, I sell Green Flash, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I sell them both. They're both equally as important, and in my mind, they're both on the same tier in terms of quality and, and how much I regard That's them. important, too, Tyler, mentioning that, that you sell both at the same tier, the same, I'm assuming, the same passion that you put into both of those brands, because I've seen other brands in the past. Uh, another another one of my passions, not so much lately, but cigars. I love cigars. And, oh, yeah. and I know there was a brand one time that was acquired, very good brand, that was acquired by a big cigar company, or they used them as a distribution channel. And I heard one of their salespeople come into a shop, and they're like, eh, we picked up this new brand. I don't know if they're any good or not, but if you want some, here's a list. And uh, sometimes brands, when they do that for distribution, they can get buried. You know, they don't get Absolutely the same true. love Absolutely there. True. So. And, and so, but the difference is, in, in when... Like I said, in this basic kind of handshake agreement and how amicable of a, of a merger it was. And it really was very much like a, a family with eight cousins just kind of merging with a family with two cousins. It, it wasn't really like any any big brand swallowing a smaller one at all. Um, 
And so much so that Green Flash invested a lot of money in our own brewing equipment to be able to brew Alpine beer to the specifications and the quality that Pat and everybody at Alpine expected Alpine beer to be brewed. It's a Brady Bunch relationship here, man. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> here's a story of a green flash. Of an Alpine Nelson. <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, so when you get um, when you get Alpine here in Georgia, make no mistake, it is brewed at Green Flash, right? Mm-hmm. The Alpine brew kit, like in the original Alpine brewery. Was small. You've all probably been to Twain's, right? Sure, I've been yeah, to Twain's. Sure. Yeah. Yes, their brew kit at that brew pub. Yeah. Al, the original Alpine brew pub is smaller than that. Their brew kit is smaller than it. Okay. tiny, less than fifteen barrels. So when we when we moved that when when that whole thing happened when the whole merger happened, yeah, we invested a lot of money to be able to brew Alpine on the same on a larger scale, okay. but to the same quality and the expectations of the Macaloni family. And, uh, I mean, you can now get six packs of Duet and Happy Birthday. Mm-hmm. And and pretty soon coming up here now, Pure Happiness. Nice. Uh, yeah, which is so. awesome. So, Tyler, i got two more questions for yeah. you. And we're great conversation, but time is running short time on this here. Time is running short, so, exactly. Right. Never First question, yeah. uh, the brewery opened up in Virginia. So yes. you're going to have an East Coast operation. Is yes, that going to brew both Green Flash both and Alpine. Green Flash. And, nice. Yes, so green, that means the East Alpine, Coast yeah. is going to get fresher Alpine and Green Flash beers, correct? Yeah. So, well, it, it, you know, from from Virginia, it's a two day transit to Miami and two day transit to Maine. Um, so fresher by only a few days, certainly. Um, that I think that's an overstated uh, concept in terms of how long it takes to transit beer. You're not getting out of date. <laughs> but, I mean, if an IPA is, like, five days or more old, then they're basically drain pours, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But that's exactly it. You're, you're, it's really maybe five days or less kind of a transit sure. gap you're looking at there. So, well, I mean, if yes, nothing yes, else, certain, yes, if nothing else from a company standpoint, they don't have to truck the beer across country. Well, the, so, the, you know. the, uh, the two benefits there are we're saving ourselves money, we're saving our distributors sure. money, right. we're saving our retailers money, and then if ultimately we're going to be saving our uh, consumers money. Um, just in cost of transit, and then we'll also, of course, the uh, you know economic right. sure. values of transporting yep. something from San Diego to Atlanta versus Virginia Beach to Atlanta. Sure. What should people be on the lookout coming up from Green Flash and Alpine? Oof. Uh, well, certainly from Alpine, uh, pure hoppiness that will be coming oh, out, yeah. um, which is you know a once a year release of a what one hundred rating on RateBeer.com. I know we talked earlier about. Uh, yeah, ratings, good. ratings, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then exactly. you go throwing yeah. them around, Tyler. So, right. you know, um, you you can brag about that exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anything seller three, if you ever see, if you ever see that, it's our seven fifty cork and cage sour series, um, which is a separate location in San Diego from our oh, Tim, which, you, which Tim just you cracked open. Pop, Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna uh, have to wrap up, but Tyler, we're gonna break into this seller three here, which is uh, what do we got? Natura Morta. Yeah, Correct. Natura Morta Cherry. So that's nice. uh, the uh, Beach House Ale, uh, the Saison base, um, with a little bit of cherry in it uh, from the Cellar 3 Series. So, yeah, if you ever see the Cork and Cage uh, Cellar 3 Series, trust me, get it. It's, <laughs> nice. It's, uh, this is the limited stuff. This is, a, you grab it while you can kind of beer, it's right? It's whale as hell. All right. Cool. <laughs> 
I, I like the whale as hell. So. Whale, whale, is, whale as hell, man. <laughs> Tyler Nelson, Southeast District Representative Manager for uh, Alpine and Green Flash. Thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate no, it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Excellent. Cheers, Tyler. Cheers, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Project BGR. And, of course, special thanks to Tyler for hanging out in the studio and talking beer with us. That's right. Remember, Project BGR is available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. Leave a rating. It really helps. Plus, tune into Beer Guys Radio every Saturday for all the news you need to know about the craft beer movement across the Southeast. We podcast that show, too, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Beer Guys Radio. Cheers, and we'll talk to you next time.